Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hi, Caitlin. I'm Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Nice to meet you. (laughs) We're just talking to Caitlin. I asked her, do you think it's important for me to introduce myself at the beginning of each episode? She's like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. So here we are, episode, I don't know, 35. (laughs) I never introduce myself. (laughs) New listeners. I'm your host, Chrissy Goaty. Chrissy Grody, can I even say my name? And I have Caitlin Bolt Lovett here with me today. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on. Best part of my day. Oh, that's nice to hear. A week, maybe? Can I get a week? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'll give you 48 hours. Oh, okay. We are once again, here we are, back to drinking rose. Cheers. I drank it before I even cheers you. <laughs> I had a matcha latte before. I needed a little caffeine boost, but I didn't want it to be too intense because it is in the evening. Solid choice. Yeah. So here we are. So, Caitlin, tell me about your favorite workout. So I decided to do just a broad stroke for Uh, all of these questions. I love it. (laughs) So my favorite workout recently involved one with you where we went to Lion's Den, Lion's Pack. Lion's Pride. Lion's Pride. Wait, let's Close. Yeah. Uh, So we went and did an awesome workout. The workout was an hour, but the major set was basically like 20 minutes of circuit partner stuff, um, working through five different stations. And my favorite workouts have been the ones because there's so much going on, as we've been talking about through summer, 30 minutes in and out. Yeah. Get it done. I agree. So between that and then I had an awesome workout down um, at the lake house with my husband and brother-in-law. Oh, is this one where you're running up a hill? Yes. I saw this and I think I commented on yours and your sister-in-law's yes. Instagram where I was like, I want to be doing this. <laughs> like it just looked so, I don't yeah. what was the workout? I don't even know it what was it was. It was so fun. And thank, thank you for Caitlin for documenting because I did technically beat the boys. So it's always nice to have one of those moments where I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, thanks. Oh, for sure. Thanks when for I that. beat Ryan at the lake swim, I made sure oh, to you take have to. a lot of content, yeah. capture a lot of content. And again, because she was doing it, I felt better about it. So I was like, you know, oh. trying to be humble over here. Oh, I have no so. problem at all <laughs> documenting my wins. <laughs> Yeah, so we did basically like a um, – Chris and I had gone to a Triumph CrossFit workout like on a Saturday. So we modified it to basically uh, it was 12 kettlebell swings, nine burpees, and then you sprint up the hill, come back down, and then the next person goes and the next person goes. So it's so basically – you have the rest well. Yes, for okay. 28 minutes. But it's you know over 90 degrees outside. The hill – I couldn't get it – good picture of the hill but it is like you almost feel like you're walking quickly trying to get up it so it was so i mean really by the end i think we ended up getting like six to eight rounds and then we're just like done did you finish the whole 28 minutes in order to make it through uh yes so wait how did did you beat them uh because i did all eight rounds and i think they got like they i kept going and they stopped after like a, a round and a half before me okay then yeah, totally. Yeah, I finished it out. Yeah. I love those workouts, <laughs> especially, you know, you have like a group of people. Yeah. A small group. Yeah. But yet you kind of like create your own class, you know? And it's so fun. <laughs> it's it's so just fun. so fun to be able to like, you know, grab a kettlebell, do body weight stuff, get a sprint. And then, you know, you, I just, for me, it's nice to be able to start my day that way at the yeah. lake and then be, it just helps with the relaxation part because it gets my mind right. And it just is a second for me to have a little bit of fun. I agree. Hang out with them and then you know i go sit on a boat i i really like vacation starting it with 
a work a sweat yeah even if absolutely. it's like a long walk whatever yeah. it is yes. like yes. i don't know what it is about maybe you know you've been traveling you're cooped up you yeah. know whatever like it, it also just kind of makes it feel more like a routine in a good way because i feel like sometimes when you're on vacation right you you don't you want don't want routine. to you mm-hmm. want and you just like mm-hmm. want to break from your own routine mm-hmm. but this is a way to kind of like anchor you in and be like oh i'm still like yeah living a regular life and at the same time i feel like it's different from regular life workouts because those usually Mm -hmm. have a time constraint so as much as i say yes it's like a quick 30 minutes it's like you could go on a two-hour walk and that's you know part of your vacation like you're not sitting there going over your detailed list of things that you're trying to get done right or looking at your clock saying what time it is i have you know i have a meeting in 10 minutes so being able to actually go in and enjoy it without feeling like you're constantly under like a time restraint. Yeah. It's always nice. And I think you always give yourself a little extra pat on the back. Totally. Because you worked out on vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I am re- <laughs> deserving and I should be rewarded. Yes. No, I feel it. I feel it. So my favorite workout was, this was so, I like sat for a second to think and then I it was so obvious because it brought me so much joy. Talk mm-hmm. about joyful movement. Yes, which I've noticed you've been using that term. And I, I'm really happy. I really love it. <laughs> for everyone listening, Caitlin wrote an awesome article Thank for you. Cincy State of Being about joyful movement. And I'm really vibing with the concept and I am putting it into practice. So yeah. I did a hip hop yoga class at yes. Hi-Fi Yoga. Yes. Every time, so I've only been to that studio twice. Mm-hmm. Every time I've been there, it has been a hip hop class. And I have not been able to find another hip hop yoga class like this one in the area in yeah. Cincinnati. And it's even a hike for me to get there. It's 30 minutes. So worth it. I wish they offered more classes. They really only have a Thursday night, which I can't get to. And they yeah. have a Saturday morning, which okay, I will make every effort to do when I'm here. It's like it's like a hip hop vinyasa flow. And so this class Fun. in particular, we did it was a ladder. So we built on the flow. So we would do the first portion of the flow mm-hmm. really slow, kind of focusing on just like getting into the movements. Mm-hmm. He had this focused on a hip opener, so it was even better than usual for me. And I loved it because it was, there was definitely the strength component. Mm-hmm. And this is heated. There's no mirrors. Okay. Yes. It's dark. I love that. He's playing just the most, the best current hip hop. Mm-hmm. I was smiling to myself. In the is workout. it the same I teacher was, every time? Yes. Okay. It's the owner. I awesome. can't think of his name at the moment. But, oh my God, I just love it so much. Like it just brings me so much joy to even think about it right now. So there's a strength portion of it because... Mm-hmm. We did a lot on our shoulders. We mm-hmm. would do wild things, like flip our dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he really also focused in on just like holding stuff for a while to like yes. open it up, feel it. He <laughs> always like has a, a playful incorporation mm-hmm. where he's like, do a I handstand. Really like that. like yeah. take your own thing right here. Mm-hmm. Do what you mm-hmm. want. Flow when you want. Um, but it was just so creative. It's yeah. just so different. I, I, I truly do appreciate Moto and it's somewhat rigid form Mm -hmm, the structure yeah Yeah. i I appreciate that it Mm -hmm. has a a time and a place for it but what i'm really drawn to right now what is like super joyful for me is like this these creative vinyasas yes which i think is so interesting yeah i mean obviously i think the music piece 
draws you in for sure. Yes. But there is the aspect of like the dance, the embodiment, the just it really is just like the creativity that you get to kind of absorb. It's like choreography. It really is. With yoga. That's I mean, for yeah. me, leaving synchronized swimming, get when I started to find like vinyasa yoga it was it was done like this is this is the first time that I am like able to connect my body in with music in a way that feels like really attuned to who I am as a person Mm. which is so fun and now makes me I need to go to the class (laughs) as soon as I'm back all 30 minutes yeah (laughs) you're driving (laughs) I I don't care it's it was so wonderful I love it I love it so much okay what do you want to talk about broad strokes Broad strokes. So, what you said you were doing? Yeah. Broad strokes, all the questions. Yes, I was. So I kind of, after piggybacking, listening to Ashley and Susie's, mm-hmm. um, I just keep coming back. And obviously with the work that I do, um, just this idea of female empowerment in so many different aspects and variations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with our guest today, coming into getting comfortable about talking about sexual health and empowerment in that aspect, being able to talk about, you know, equal pay and um, just women being able to come forward with a kind of like from, from what I've kind of been thinking about it as being able to be empowered through a kind of, an aspect of just like getting angry and getting mm. fed up, mm-hmm. but from the stance of compassion. So it's not like getting angry from like a fear standpoint. It's mm-hmm. coming at it from more like a starting to have compassion for ourselves, trying to get to know ourselves better. Because we're just so fed up with the alternative. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it, it starts to correlate into the um like Rihanna at New York Fashion Week starting to use like more diverse bodies and colors and um, really opening up to women just being able to start to realize that they can start accepting themselves and start right. to take kind the of novel initiative. idea of accepting yourself right? for how, who you are crazy <laughs> crazy and again it's like 100 years too late you know but or, yeah. or it should have been yeah. you know before but again it's just like this idea that we can start to in so many different areas just start to cultivate this empowerment process and I think it also happens through these conversations and finding women who you really just feel like you get to be feel understood yeah. and you feel safe and get to have vulnerable conversations with and that that aspect is again coming from the compassion side and not from a sides of side of judgment or comparison in yeah. the negative light to be able to really say like I'm not against you like we are for each other how can we help ourselves move up this ladder right together I feel like that's the I really really feel like that's the only way that we can do it is yes. if you're in it together mm-hmm. and you've seen over and over, you know, one person comes out with a standing up for themselves mm-hmm. against sexual aggressors. Yes. Then a whole slew of people yeah. are empowered by mm-hmm. that. And, and mm-hmm. they mean, even that they're stating like, I wouldn't have come out unless this person did, Absolutely. or this person gave me the courage to do this. Yeah. And uh, we, I saw it firsthand. I've referenced this a lot, but the beauty boost women's empowerment panel, that was a few months yes. ago. That was just so eye-opening and a, a perfect example of mm-hmm. one person person mm-hmm. sharing something very intimate and difficult and and being vulnerable mm-hmm. that just 
opened a floodgate of other people being like this is what i'm going through this is what and then Mm -hmm. and then there's just power and that collective voice absolutely and it's so incredible to watch and bear witness to that because i think there is so much power and so much in some ways normalizing of that emotional state that people also then want to jump in on that and be able to experience that themselves and it's just so incredible when you get a group of people together who can do that and that's not putting down you know males at all either it's more the aspect of you know they're in a position too to help kind of cultivate and help empower females too yeah and i think it really just has to start being a group group effort in the end i agree i I think for guys for men it's really just like be willing to listen yeah be willing to Mm -hmm. take a different view or come at it at a different angle that you have in the past where maybe your first reaction has been well they're not asking for more or they shouldn't they're choosing jobs that aren't paid as much so that Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. automatic Mm -hmm. response that a lot of people go to like black and white thinking (laughs) just like take a second and and rethink it absolutely and i'm not even saying change your mind but but really just think about it yeah absolutely and and be open to the other opportunities that could be involved yeah 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 amazing I love it. Well, let's just keep continuing the conversation. About let's that. do it. So my thing that I want to talk about is, I guess, maybe somewhat related. We can make it related. I, re- I saw this meme recently. I think my sister yes. actually sent it to me. Yes. And it was something along the lines of, like, it's 2019. Either get a therapist or start a podcast. <laughs> so here I, I am. <laughs> I'm going to use you <laughs> as my, right now, mini little coaching therapy session when you meet with clients what do you call Mm -hmm. what is what do you call it where do you call it is it a coaching side a therapy session is it what is it a session a session yeah plain and simple Mm -hmm. i just say like counseling counseling yeah counseling that's probably Mm -hmm. the word i'm looking for nutrition counseling we'll limit it to narrow it down okay so i think i I texted you earlier and i was like i don't know if i want to talk about this Mm -hmm. i've been thinking i was like thinking about it all day yesterday in preparation for the recording today and so i was like well if i can't stop thinking about this and i'm going over it in my head I should probably just fucking talk about it. <laughs> so, and then you had this great post, which I'm just going to pull up your recent Instagram <laughs> post because it's exactly what I want to say. So the... And this actual, wasn't planned. No. Let no, me just exactly. say that. <laughs> the actual post says, the desire to lose weight is like a warning light on your car dashboard turning on. It's alerting you something is going on that needs attention and it has nothing to do with your weight. Mm-hmm. So recently... Mm-hmm. I don't eat probably within maybe like the last month or two. Mm-hmm. I have been in this state of comparison, not with other people. Mm-hmm. And I can at this point in my life do a pretty good job of like that. You do lane kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you've got your own shit. However, you move your butt, whatever. Like everyone's different. I get that. Mm-hmm. The comparison has been with a past self mm-hmm. with like a last summer self. And I'll look at, you know, pictures in my camera roll. It's really just like pictures in my camera roll is where Mm -hmm. I'm getting this reference from Mm -hmm. of, you know, this obsession with like, do I look the same? Mm -hmm. I'm not even like trying to be better, but like, do I look the same? Mm -hmm. And logically, right, I'm going through, I'm wearing the same clothes Mm -hmm. as I did last year. So Mm -hmm. obviously I can't be that much different or like, then I'll swing to their side. Well, I'm a lot stronger than I am this year. So if there is a change, then it's mm-hmm. like positive. 
But it just keeps coming back that I'm still fucking thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's occupying my mind. I mean, in a way, I don't want it to occupy any any part of my time or my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. But yet it's consistently coming up. And I know this part, right? Mm-hmm. I know when this stuff comes up and I'm like, okay, it's not, what is, what's really going on? What's mm-hmm. really going on? Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to you because I'm like blocked. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, I mean, I can, you know, maybe some guesses that I have is like, I have like a trip coming up. So mm-hmm. like that causes me some anxiety around just like the planning and not even planning. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like a better, I'm like yeah. stuck again. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say to me? <laughs> Can you fix me? We have about 15 Can, minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes on the clock. Let's go. So my first my first inclination, as as you said, is, you know, what is going on that really does bring you to this space that probably, even though it feels like has been um, more than usual the last month. It's probably something that like is in the back of your head. Yeah. It's just more as being pulled to the forefront. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so what then what is it that isn't? What are you trying to push back or not focus on? Or what could possibly be going on that you aren't necessarily ready to focus on? So it's more comfortable to focus on the body or something that you feel like you can control when something else feels more out of control. So my question would be kind of starting of what is it about next last summer that you feel compelled to kind of keep checking yourself on? Uh, Yeah, I was thinking because it wasn't even right, like around this time last year, Mm -hmm. my brother died. Mm -hmm. And like I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't focused on looking a certain way then or and maybe that's kind of it like I don't know what's coming up is like a nostalgia for like not really having to be worried or stressed about like a workout or what I'm eating or what that looks like Mm -hmm. because I was just like not in that frame of mind Mm -hmm. but I don't know because I like I look I remember I can remember the time and it was right like it always happens it's not like during that time I was like I look fantastic I love the way my body looks this Mm -hmm. is perfect like Mm -hmm. I should always want to keep it like that you know like (laughs) those conversations weren't (laughs) happening nothing can ever change right but then looking back now and I'm also like I'm very mindful too that the pictures on my camera roll are like the ones I've saved where I look the best of course right you know so what happens that makes you just like this fear of mine to be like changing my body changing is it just your body changing like or is it just fear of change i don't know i mean obviously it's not just really we already know it's not really just a fear of my body changing we've come to that conclusion but so i'm wondering what happens have you thought about what happens before when you're going through your camera roll what pulls you to take a look at those pictures and to start comparing I guess like just I don't it's real what all that's really coming up is just this that I just like want I don't I want to look this the same or like I'm I guess I'm really just afraid I'm gaining weight mm-hmm. <laughs> there I yeah. guess that's really it okay it's closer yeah yeah <laughs> but again what like why and what is the fear behind gaining the weight what would happen if you did I would be like disappointed in myself 
because I'm supposed to like be this person that's healthy and works out all the time and like committed to being fit. Yeah. And then like here I am gaining weight. So you can't be healthy, fit, yep. work out a lot. Yep. And gain weight. And no, gain weight. I got, that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> that's the story that's playing in my head. Which is, again, comes back to, you know, as much as we would love to take complete but what's even responsibility it that that's also societal pressures of saying you know that's part of this stigma that we live in of you gain weight and it's a negative yeah exactly and the thing is though caitlin is like i don't even think i gained weight Mm -hmm. so like what so so where's like it's just like i think really going back it's like this tick in my mind that's like this is where the the rooted path that mm-hmm. my mind has taken for so long yes that it's like that's what the pattern it wants to fall into mm-hmm. so like really i need to break that fucking pattern to avoid what right i don't know everything but i do yeah i mean all of the let's go things. over your schedule right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's right. a common thing right. so and until like, God, i could be focusing on so many other things right but because your mind is so scattered that it sometimes just wants to be pulled to something that feels concrete and those emotions are feel very concrete in the moment yes totally i've gone through that that pathway a million times yeah. before it's a false comfort yeah obviously right. because it's not comforting actually but it is mm-hmm. and- but in the moment as much as there could be an emotional detriment afterwards that that those seconds of thinking when you're actually are are in it and looking at the pictures that's not when the like the difficult emotions come up it's the after effect so if you start thinking about like maybe when you're pulled to those pictures is actually a moment when you need like an emotional break or you need a pause in your day and that is just like your comfort to start to go to to start to compare yourself to a past self so that you can feel some semblance of control it just can mean that you know that actual the rational brain starts to kick in or that part of you that's like the fear starts to kick in yeah and then all of a sudden that's going to override that that comfort piece but because it's comforting in that moment maybe your body being pulled to that unless there's another option for you to get to is still going to be your best bet unless you can really take a second before you start to scroll through those pictures and say like what do i need right now what am i trying to benefit from looking at these pictures what am i trying to gain from going going back because yeah. you can't yeah and it's not like i'm even actively seeking the pictures out it'd be mm-hmm. like if i need to you know find something in my camera roll yes. or, or something like yes. that and then i'm kind of like alerted to like yeah absolutely oh my god look how defined my abs looked there do they look as defined now mm-hmm. like what about my arm you and know then like, the body checking starts yes mm-hmm. then the body checking mm-hmm. starts and then i'm like well what was i doing then that i could be doing now like what's the difference what mm-hmm. like what which is so common you know it's so common until it starts to feel like it's taking over so in those moments what are your what what do your thoughts look like or how do they sound um i the thoughts are like that i'm failing Mm -hmm. or that i'm doing something wrong Mm -hmm. or that really it's just like failing or i haven't been taking care of myself because it was like in this past that year before mm-hmm. then i was doing something right i was taking care of myself which i guess is just all tying back to like if i'm thin then i'm right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or other other aspects that are you are you caring for yourself in the way your body needs right now 
Or are you caring for yourself in a way that is fear-based that keeps you consistent with a body size? Yes, it's definitely the latter. (laughs) (laughs) So how can you actually start to listen in when those moments come up and be like, what do I actually need right now? And I think that's a very difficult space to be in, especially when we're really busy and stressed because it's, you know, we can get onto the hamster wheel of being like, okay, I'm going to go do my workout and then I have the call and then I have whatever, whatever. And then I have these plans and you keep going, going, going. I mean, that is really, I think probably the root of it. And I've, I've talked ad nauseum on this podcast Mm -hmm. about the schedule that I have right Mm -hmm. now. All, every one of my friends know, like everyone in my life knows I'm fucking busy to the point where I've said it before. I'm annoyed with myself about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure that has to have, it has to play into it somehow. Like as much as I want to be like, I can manage it. It's fine. It's not taking Mm -hmm. a toll. Like it's okay. I'm getting Mm -hmm. everything done. I'm still sleeping. I'm still doing what I want to do, seeing the people I want to see. But really I'm just like not probably paying attention. And I think that could be something to start with is just starting to do things that don't take a lot of time, but to just start paying attention to how your body's actually feeling And something that I've been doing a lot and have started to really coach clients through as well is being able to start paying attention to how your emotions show up in your body because all of our emotions have physical manifestations and starting to listen to see where they show up, where exactly, like, is it in your stomach? Is it like butterflies? Is it in your chest? Is it like a compression? Is it, you know, in your head? Is it, it's all starting to come back to like, what is your body trying to tell you? Because we rationally always want to go to wrapping our heads around what's going on to control in, in actuality, it'd be so much more helpful if we just tuned in to what our bodies are actually telling us. Yeah. Because something that, you know, as I purposely didn't give it too much thought when you texted that we were going to do this, but the other thought that came into my mind, it's something that's a little bit harder to unpack is this idea that, you know, for me, I wonder like going back to a time last summer when your brother passed away is there emotional baggage from that that you are still carrying with you that starts to feel really heavy? I mean, for sure. It starts to weigh you down. Yeah. You know, and that sure. whole aspect of is is it, you know, and it could be right or wrong, who knows, but like going back to a time when that wasn't there. Yeah. You know, because no matter how busy we are in the day to day, when you're constantly carrying this massive loss with you, as I just said, you know, with the emotional embodiment where are you starting to carry it in your body and is it starting to just weigh you down yeah and it's starting to feel you know so then you start to feel like your rational brain starts to feel like it's you know almost can't can't connect with your body on the same way so it starts to question what has changed yeah yeah if that makes sense no that makes sense well, like you said in the text, you're, like, you're going to have to probably do some processing after. Lucky this. for you, it's on record. Yeah. So. Here we go. I, I know. She, Caitlin asked, she was like, are you okay with getting you know vulnerable during this? And my response back was, I'm not okay with getting vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable about this at all. But it wouldn't make a difference if it was just one-on-one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if it was with everyone that's going to listen to this like mm-hmm. that same level of me being uncomfortable 
is going to be there. So Mm -hmm. I might as well just do it. And yeah the event that maybe someone else absolutely also relates absolutely and and can take a sliver from it so speaking of empowerment and being vulnerable there we go right there so also speaking of empowerment and being vulnerable (laughs) our wild card so this this episode (laughs) coming up is all steamy and sexy and so i want to know caitlin where is a place sorry mom you want to have sex but you haven't yet. <laughs> My answer to that lovely question, mm-hmm. I decided. Be empowered. <laughs> was some sort of high elevation with a view. Okay. So whether it That's is also like, very broad stroke. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I can lower it down a little bit. So like say like a really amazing rooftop somewhere with like okay. a really cool view yes. and like I mean if we're going there maybe like an infinity pool okay. or like a glass you know railing okay or if we want to go a little bit more natural like hiking up a mountain and like overlooking like a beautiful landscape sure. or something like that love it I feel like be really cool it seems to be open air okay way open air yes so my I love that Chris are you listening take a note um so <laughs> I originally thought and got really excited about the possibility of an elevator. (laughs) And then I (laughs) thought about it some more. (laughs) And I thought, well, this would have to be a really tall elevator or a really tall building. And the (laughs) possibility of someone getting on the elevator is pretty high. Yes. So that might be part of the fun. But not in my mind. That's not fun. I, I don't like that. So what I really maybe want there is just like a go- like a great little makeout session, like a very intense makeout in the elevator yes. where you can like pull apart if it stops and it's yes. fine and it can make, you know, your little just ruffled like clothes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So what Fair I ultimately enough. landed on is like <laughs> your face when you're looking at me, <laughs> a club, like a dark corner of a club where okay. it's like a very busy nightclub so there's okay. like tons of noise like l- some lasers maybe some fog no one would notice you if you're like up against a wall in a corner there's totally. like some sexy music playing yes and you can have at it in the corner okay standing it i was would, just thinking like is it would the corner have to swept? be standing. is it no we're down we're no, we not on the ground of the club <laughs> absolutely not we're standing yeah i like it yeah and i think like best case easy case scenario is like a, a dress or a skirt Yes, right. I, yes, agreed. Yeah. I think even with the elevator scenario, that might be yeah, but best still, case scenario. No, then he's got to put his pants on. Well, right, unless like it's just really like zipper up, down, you know. Yeah, then to me, I'm like, I'm not even enjoying that. So what's the know. point? I guess it's just the... I really did because one of the... When I when I Googled options... You Googled st- options? Of course I did. <laughs> I did my research. <laughs> I still came up with my own idea because I didn't like any of them. Yeah. But... Well, yeah, we said, we don't, I don't want a beach. Yeah. No. I've already done it on a boat. Yeah. So there's just... The elevator aspect for me is I, I just think like you really the floors are so close together. How would you even maneuver that? Exactly. Unless you possible. like I know on movies they like push a button where the, it doesn't open. Oh, I didn't so think maybe about that. the emergency stop. But then does yes. it call the fire department? I'm sure I have it, no idea. I'm sure it calls okay. someone. Listeners, will you please <laughs> let us know? Can we have sex in an elevator? Do you have, have you? you had sex in an elevator? Where do you want to have sex that you haven't yet? Yes, most importantly. Drop it in the comments. We need options. 
All right, we're going to go talk some more about sex. Woo. Guys, there is an amazing fitness event coming up at the end of the month that you need to hear about. Movement by Michelob Ultra will take place on Sunday, August 25th from 8.30 to 3 at the Red Stadium. It's a full day fitness and wellness festival. There will be workouts happening all day from some of your favorite studios like Moto Yoga, the LB, Define, and more. There's also going to be wellness demonstrations from people like Sarah Jenkins, Cincy State of Being, and the Beauty Boost, all past What the Fit guest. And to top it all off, I will be emceeing the event, introducing workouts, chatting, interviewing people, and of course, drinking Michelob Ultra. So come check it out. Get your tickets at www.reds.com slash movement. You get two free Michelob Ultras and two tickets to your choice of any Reds game from September 2nd through 8th, plus a chance to win some swag. Get a ticket and let me know if you're coming. If you're loving What the Fit and want to help contribute to continuing a weekly release of the podcast, please, please, please visit the Patreon page. Link is in the Instagram bio and the show notes. There are three different levels. The first level, which I would be so appreciative of, is $2 a month. The second level is $5 a month. And with that level of contribution, you also get a monthly email from me. That email will contain additional topics we don't get to cover on the podcast, further guest Q&As, challenge updates, and much more. The third level is $10 a month. You'll get the monthly email and a What the Fit hat after two billing cycles. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community. My guest today is helping her yoga students find their connection with a path to their own healing. She believes the more we increase inner peace, the more likely we will sustain a healthy and balanced existence. Most recently, she is narrowing in on using yoga to balance the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of feminine sexual wellness. Feeling sexy is more than the slinky lingerie, and she's here to help us achieve a balanced body, loving heart, and clear voice. She's a feminine embodiment coach and a teacher of yogic arts. Please welcome Emily Davies. Mm. Hi, Emily. Hi. (laughs) How are you today? Thanks so much for coming on. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. I'm doing well. The heat getting to you just yet? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, a little. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Could do some big, deep cleansing breaths. I don't think we've ever done that on the podcast before. I'm surprised. <laughs> I know, right? It's very uh, helpful. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I have to start. So Emily and I had coffee not too long ago where we got to sit and chat. And I had an introduction from you through... So my friends who had come to your yoga classes and were aware of like the work you were doing with sexual wellness and had so many positive things to say. I think I told you my one friend, Amy, was like, she doesn't even have to say anything of substance. She can read the ABCs on the podcast <laughs> and I want to listen to her voice. It's so soothing. Um, and then I know you and Caitlin have a connection through yoga. So it's like, well, stay on and and chat. And I'm so interested in the work that you're doing. And I have to... I call out that, you know, a lot of times before the guests come on, we meet for coffee or a drink or something. And I so appreciate that during the coffee, you were kind of as much vetting me as, you know, like, is it a was it a good fit for you? And I think Mm -hmm. that speaks a lot to the passion and the value that you put around your work. You're like, Mm -hmm. is this going to be the space, you know, for me to to feel safe and, and talk about 
what I believe in. And then I think, and hopefully you agree, like once we got talking, we're like, okay, yeah, we're on, we're on the same, yes, <laughs> the <definitely>. same wavelength. <laughs> so I'm so excited to, to hear more and, you know, especially about sexual wellness, how it's a part of our total wellness, but it sometimes can be left behind for various reasons I'm sure we'll get into about, you know, sex is so pervasive in our culture, right? It's everywhere but yet no one wants to talk about it. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited <clears throat> to hear and, and just hear about your, your yoga journey and evolution. So I was taking a look at your website and saw, you know, call outs for therapeutic yoga and medical yoga. And yeah. so I'm mean, just excited to hear about, you know, take us through what your, your yoga journey has been up until now. Yeah. Um, it's been, um, you know, <laughs> one of deep introspection, I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Um, I, I studied philosophy in college and I found yoga at the same time. Um, and I loved everything about just kind of developing my mind and my beliefs mm -hmm. and aligning um, with you know, feelings of ultimacy yeah. and then connecting like inner stillness and inner peace into that. So um, that started very early, like in 2005. Okay. And um, and then I started teaching yoga in about 2013 and then had like a total awakening like a year later. Um, you have to tell us about this awakening. Well, I mean, it was like the awakening that kind of launched me into this work, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it has to do with um, really, it was like a, a very profound moment of like hearing a song that you would literally hear on the radio any moment of the day and not pay attention to it. Yeah. But it was this moment of like, listen, and um, the radio was it was Alanis Morissette. Oh, uh, amazing. Yes. Hands over feet. <laughs> and it's it's so funny. I don't know why I get like embarrassed <laughs> saying that. No, like, she is so amazing. Such a She's solid song. So amazing. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Like but, talking about women empowerment and like embodiment. For sure. I know yeah. you're right. Yeah. I don't think I realized that growing up listening to her. She's a great artist for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so it was this moment and then it was like, I needed to look around and see that like my life was um, not one in which like I felt like a lovable or a loving person. Mm. And I That's was a just, hard realization. To yeah. Come to. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like job career life or fam you know family marriage yeah. home and all of these pieces were just I don't mm -hmm. know it just was mm -hmm. not and I was finding inner peace and so now I was able to like be honest about what was actually going on yeah well that's <laughs> you know? what comes first right is the internal work the internal yes. examination and then everything crumbles around it yeah <laughs> and then you can start anew I know <laughs> I know so much easier when we say it like that but it's not I mean, it's like warning, yeah. <laughs> you go into the yoga teacher training, just beware, you know, yep. beware. It makes, it, is it like it makes you confront things that you had not confronted? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, and I don't want to like implant fear around it. Um, sure. But I think that there's like, we, we don't realize how much we lie to ourselves. You mm. know, we don't really realize that. I think yeah. we, oh, we no, tell I'm ourselves a story. But even then, and think about how much I'm not aware of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, even then when we think yeah. we know, um, there are cultural um, influences mm -hmm. woven into mm -hmm. our belief systems and the way that we act in life that we, you know, have no consciousness of. We're, yeah. It's not a choice that we're making. So when you have a, a practice that connects you with, you know, inner stillness, then you realize what choices are in my life, like that I'm actually executing and what am I just like going through the motions with, mm -hmm. you know? It's so 
and I didn't even know that until like last year. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I didn't know how to get there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was that was the initial start into the sexual wellness and the sexual healing. Yeah, and it was like the desire to like change my life and live a different way. So this happened just about a year ago. Oh this, no, that was no. in 2014. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <clears throat> and then just recently has been the emphasis on the sexual wellness. Yeah, yeah, coming out with it, I should say. Okay, so maybe it's been like on the in your mind and now just you're ready to take it to the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, how would you define, like if you talk about like what is yoga or using yoga for sexual wellness, you know, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Yeah, um, it is. Uh, you know, it it means that sexual wellness is more multidimensional than just like having an orgasm yeah. um, on the bigger scale. But what it is, is um, a program to connect you to the subtle and within like your experience of life, like becoming more subtle is feeling not needing to always have extreme things to feel. Oh, um, wow. And so that just hit me really hard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's. It's actually you find that the whole body is like potentially an erogenous zone when you are awake to the subtlety of Mm. pleasure and intimacy and connection. And especially with women, our our needs are quite different than a man. Not that we don't enjoy the same way that we have that men have intimacy and like sexual pleasure and gratification. But as women, we um, we just we we get there differently. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, but yoga, the yoga, I mean, it's, um, we do physical, I mean, on the physical side, Mm -hmm. you can learn how to, um, you know, manipulate and control your body in a certain way. Right. That's kind of like the physical piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how do we do that through the pelvic floor? We talked a little bit about this. Yeah. 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 In part. Um, I think that that's certainly an area that is, um, under, uh, not understood <laughs> not understood under mm-hmm. under awareness yeah not yeah. under awareness right um you know because we like just sit there all day and we don't even think about mm-hmm. it we mm-hmm. think like oh we need to go to the bathroom or yeah whatever but so what are some <clears throat> things that you've seen or you've encountered where you know we talked about like a shortened pelvic floor mm-hmm. you know what does that mean and what implications does that have in terms of overall sexual wellness? Yeah. Um, so a shortened pelvic floor, um, a tight pelvic floor yeah. where the muscles have become locked short. So they appear, they're very tense. Um, and that happens from, you know, sitting on our tail bone, mm-hmm. like with our pelvis tilted under, like as if we had a tail, it was the, between our legs, like it would be tucked underneath of us uh-huh. um, in the way that we sit, which is, you know. Just like we are doing right now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sit up on a sitting bone. Yeah. <laughs> I have to remind myself a thousand times mm-hmm. a day, but mm-hmm. it does yes. take that and yeah. it's worth it yeah. to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say like remind yourself, what do we do? How do we change it? Um, How should I sit? I lean into the sitting bones, and if you can find where the middle of the sitting bone is specifically, and in a certain way, like kind of press into it, and mm-hmm. then let the let the spine just rise from there. You know, it doesn't have to be like a forced right posture. It can be like just pressing into the sitting bones and feeling the spine like receive that. Yeah, yeah. In the so so we can have like a short and tightened pelvic floor from sitting, you know, physical. Being in a physical form for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. What is the implication? You know, how do we 
what how does it manifest i guess like a shortened or tight pelvic floor um well i i gotta i can't give like medical advice or anything oh, yeah, like right, that right, but right. just from Disclaimer, what i yeah. know yeah just <laughs> just from what i know we're not doctors we yeah. are not yeah 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 medical professionals yeah um from my understanding pelvic floor issues can be relatively complex it's not like oh you have a shortened pelvic floor or you have like a um, hypotonic which is a lengthened overstretched um you can have a combination of both um but symptoms that arise like incontinence for sure um with a tight pelvic floor i I think you're looking at more of like an urge incontinence where Mm -hmm. like you can't hold it that like the muscles kind of give okay. when you feel like you have to go okay um like longer muscles it's like a stress incontinence um where you're jumping and like you pee a little mm. bit oh, okay mm-hmm. i've experienced that before yeah same yeah mm-hmm. same here after i had kids it was you know it took me a few years mm-hmm. even even once i knew about it it still took me a long time to really find achieve balance because mm-hmm. that's the thing it's like they get it gets off balance too it can it's be both. always changing, <clears throat> I'm sure, to some extent as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned about, you know, men might need a different route for their, what do we say, sexual wellness versus women. You know, how would you make that? What's the distinction there between what men need versus what women need? Well, um, you know, hormonally, we're quite different. And in terms of the way that we respond to touch and like our sexual drive, it's just it's just a different it's just a different animal. Um, Mm -hmm. And it can be like a really nice, beautiful, like kung fu battle Mm -hmm. is one of my Mm -hmm. mentors calls it. Um, When you can understand the dynamic and that the man is different than the woman. But what I mean, what are the needs different? You know, I've chosen to focus on women specifically. but I do know that men are more like fire in their genitals. When we're talking about sex, the act of sex and intimacy specifically, okay. um, and women are more like water, you know. And so if we can understand that we take t- more time to get hot, basically, yes, whereas 100%. the men are hot and they burn mm-hmm, up quickly. Mm-hmm, yep. um, so in the act of sex, like that, that is really good information to have. And both parties have that awareness. So you can both understand totally. like right. the back and forth. Right. Yeah. And I think that somewhat Mm. takes pressure off then when you're like it takes me a little bit longer right and like I know I have for sure been in a situation where then I get I could get stressed out like I'm taking too long or like then I'm like overthinking things you know like wait it's been a really long time or like oh my god what if he's out of it and like I'm like just now getting going you know like that whole conversation which I'm sure a lot of women who are listening have had in their own minds so like you said just the awareness to know like nope it's different and I mean I have like full-on had this conversation with partners like it's gonna it might it, it's gonna take me longer or it could not always right sometimes yeah. it's like bam done great yeah but not all the time yeah well um I mean PSA to men who are listening <laughs> um it it's just a different ball game mm-hmm. not only men let me just say this to everyone um take the goal completely off the table and you have an entirely different experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, One in which right. there is no time or outcome. There's only curiosity and play mm-hmm. and presence and, cl- and connection and intimacy. And you can you both can have everything that you want that way. But I would say if there was one, you know, biggest piece of advice, it would be in general, just slow down because yeah. there is nowhere to get to, especially right. if you want your woman to like be satisfied. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they do, 
men do. They that's their like number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> Goal is to make their woman happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the relationship. Well, some. Some. <laughs> Maybe. I'm so, generalizing. Yeah. Right. According right, right. to it's actually it's, it's a re- relationship research. Oh. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And okay, that is also important to bring up because I think for a really long time. In my early 20s, I really approached sex as like, I'm doing something for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that like, I didn't get that, that it was also enjoyable and pleasurable for them to give me pleasure. Oh, mm-hmm. I have since learned that. Yeah. <laughs> as I've evolved. But that was a like a driving force in like all of my sexual encounters was that, no, this is like, I'm kind of here to, to show up. And then, like, if I can get off, then that's great, too, right? And, like, that was my own shit, right? That was not anything that anyone was particularly doing or demonstrating. Like, that was my own baggage that I, or whatever That's also cultural, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a cultural impact. Kind of bringing that back to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe I'm not the only one who's thought that. Oh, girl, no. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's very common for a woman to want to, to give, and, and there's nothing wrong with giving. Um, yeah. This is the work of um, one of my mentors is John Gray. He writes Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Okay. Um, and I think that, you know, that he speaks to, like um, – statistical information he does you know he's done the research and Mm -hmm. he's been in the field um and aside from that when you look at like the hormonal response i mean we become very receptive and the men are they project their genitals actually Uh, project like actually literally we are receptacles yeah Yeah. right (laughs) (laughs) i like using that word and my boyfriend's like don't use that that sounds like a trash can (laughs) i still use it but absolutely and then on like in terms of an energetic and level of buildup I mean it's an internal it's almost like a mysterious process Mm -hmm. you know we don't Mm -hmm. have like a penis like fully erect out in front showing how we're feeling and what Mm -hmm. we're after you know so I want to get back to where you were saying you know taking the expectation off the table I think Mm. this kind of circles too back to to me how I approached sex early on with just like this giving mentality of you're talking about you know being curious and being passionate and being connected. And I think that I I really want to talk about some people have a really hard time being there, you know, like feeling comfortable or safe during sex and Mm -hmm. maybe not because of any even trauma to related to sex, but just connecting, connecting with another human Mm -hmm. or being self-conscious in the moment or just thinking about what do I look like? Am I doing it right? Or, you know, is he getting enough pleasure? Those conversations. So, you know, do you have any part of your work where it kind of starts to chip away at some of that Mm -hmm. internal chatter that's going on? Yeah, that's, that's, first and yeah, foremost first most important thing is um like you practicing um meditation really it can be any particular way um but just that way you can train you know the one who watches those thoughts so you mm-hmm. can then like say wait i don't want to think that yeah that is an untruth it's definitely That's not just serving some... you in this moment <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know i think and the other thing is following the breath because the breath will always keep you in the present moment so if you are getting into your mind and sex um Remember to feel yeah. and not think. Mm-hmm. Go by what you're feeling and not what you think you should be doing. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's so hard though. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, it's hardly hard. Yeah, like it's hard, but it's yeah. not that it's hard. It's just retra- and again, it's retraining. It's retraining those habits. It's the same thing as I was saying before. Yeah. yeah, like coming back to the body's cues instead of letting the mental story take over. So what happens when you start to come back to the subtle, come back to paying attention to what your body's telling you? Because it will. And if your body (laughs) says, you don't need to be having sex right now, then you have Mm -hmm. to honor that too, Mm -hmm. you know? And maybe that's what makes it hard because we don't know what we, we don't want to listen to some kind of inner compass. Right. You know, it's always, you know, I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's the real deal. Like that's, I think sexual wellness, sexual fitness, it's the whole, it is very much a whole package approach. Mm -hmm. Cause if we're not actually in alignment with what we're doing, if we don't actually want to be doing Mm -hmm. it, then Mm -hmm. that's going to mess up the mind body connection Mm -hmm. because your body speaks only the truth, you know, in in a certain way. Right. Right. And your body is like, (laughs) you're like physically body is like not open, not open. And yet. Right. Right. You're pushing through and then having to numb or whatever it is to try to get through that experience. And like you said, your body is going to remember. Yeah. And you know what I do? You bring up such a good point. It is it is not easy. It's it's very hard to feel truth sometimes when the truth is not what we want to taste or feel. Yeah. And I think, too, when you have another person involved in a really intimate, Mm -hmm. naked setting where Mm -hmm. it's like you got a lot of stuff happening. But it sounds like you have to really kind of deal with those internal voices or like come have this practice of self-awareness to be able to feel connected and safe and get to that curiosity when it comes mm-hmm. to sex. Am I, is that right? Um, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I, but yeah. I do think that it's much more rewarding mm-hmm. if you do choose the path of like total truth with your partner. Um, I mean, I think for women, it's super important for us to feel safe. And that's partially why yoga is such an amazing way to prepare the body to experience deeper levels of pleasure because you do um, have to kind of de- um, program the nervous system from its constant sympathetic response Mm -hmm. that is very what we live in because we have so much stimulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely deeper levels of, of trust yeah. will allow you to feel deeper levels of surrender. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's just assume that people are doing what they want to be doing. And sure. That they have right. I want to make a distinction too of like, <laughs> we are not here to tell you how you're having sex is wrong or like whatever yes. you're doing is not the right way to do it. Right. We're here to just like discuss yeah. Conversation. Yeah, conversation Mm -hmm. about some different ways to look at sex or think about sexual wellness. Fucking do whatever. Live your truth, right? When it comes to sex, if you're if it feels right to you and you're like experiencing it the way that you you think you should want to make that disclaimer first of like should (laughs) I'm saying should or, you know, using that kind of language Mm -hmm, a lot. mm -hmm. And I'm aware, but I don't want it to come across as like we're telling you the right way to have sex. Yeah. To like analyze yourself and you need to meditate. You need to be thinking. You need we like. We there, get, uh, that's not what I'm saying. But. And there is no one size fits all. Totally. But I will say that, um, you know, I think, uh, oh, I just lost and to it. be fr- And to be c- come at it, like Caitlin always says, be compa- come at it with compassion of like, mm-hmm. if you're sitting mm-hmm. there being like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever had a meditative thought with sex or I don't know if I've tuned in my breath. That's fine. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, you're not, you're, not, you're not bad. Yeah. You're not incorrect. Like, there is no shame in the process yeah. at mm-hmm. all. Like, 
if but anything, we're all just learning. For sure. Absolutely. Literally nobody teaches us how to do right. this. Right. <laughs> or, or no one teaches you how to like feel your own feelings or feel your own body mm-hmm. or yes. like what is like what feels good. Like we talked about earlier. There's a lot of shame and repression around talking about sex. Yeah. Which is weird when it's like sex sells everything. Right. Or like mm-hmm. our culture is like so sex obsessed. But yet no one can talk about like hey, maybe you should masturbate on your own so you understand like what what feels good to you. So then you can tell your partner like got like you have to do you have to tell your partner how guess what? People can't read minds like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying this again, coming from my 31 year old self that mm-hmm. spent a lot of my 20s just like Floundering. flopping around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. drunkenly on top of that. Mm hmm. Yeah, your story is a story of so many. My, I mean, mm-hmm. mine too. Yeah, know, too. same. So yeah. it's just part of the whole f- process. What were you talking about before I got on that tangent? I don't know, but I'm curious how you started kind of what was the change for you to go down this path or where did you feel a really like a, a strong calling towards this being your work? Um, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had been introduced um, into like sacred sexuality mm-hmm. Um the same year that I um, left my marriage and started to mm. heal my sexual mm-hmm. self. Yeah. Um, and that was very intriguing. What's what it called? Sac- what was it called? Sacred, sacred sexuality. Sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. Is this what we we're talking about? The ancient Egyptians? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar. Okay. Yeah. We got yeah. to talk, talk about this. What okay. is sacred sexuality? Well, um, it's just, it's just a, using lovemaking as more of like a ceremony um than just like raw dog fucking oh yeah can i say that you can 100% (laughs) say raw dog fucking on this podcast i'm so happy that you did and quite uh, appalled at myself that raw dog fucking has not yet come up on these 30 some episodes that we've had time (laughs) to use it again um yeah it's you know the 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 man and the woman represent duality and you can have sacred sex with a same sex partner. Yeah, I yeah, just haven't mm-hmm. done it. I don't yeah. know for sure what that looks like, but um the man and the woman um coming together are like the like the man and the woman represent duality and then the coming together is like returning to oneness, mm-hmm. you know? It's this what all life is created from mm-hmm. masculine and feminine mm-hmm. forces coming together to create something new so um when you're in that if you desire to um play with sacred sexuality it it helps you evolve spiritually feel connected to god and um creative forces and and goddess you know Mm -hmm. and um experience like levels of pleasure beyond the physical body Mm -hmm. more in like the um ethereals you know and things like that and um it's just kind of a way of feeling one with the Tao, if you know the Tao. (laughs) i mean the Tao is just a way of talking about like creation energy or god or the universe however you call it whatever that is to you yeah yeah so um yeah, so that's that's a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, but back to your question, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. I so I had a personal interest in that and was exploring that on personal level. Um, and and naturally, I was just a very, I'm just like naturally like a sexual person, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. um, same. Yeah, I just already care about it. So uh, anyway, I 
wanted to teach it so much longer than I actually did. Mm. And I always wanted to talk about the benefits of um, on sec- for, of yoga yeah. on sexual health yeah. and um, just was shy. Like in the Cincinnati market, it's, mm-hmm. you know, pretty conservative. And yeah, sure. Um, so I'm conservative. I'm from Cincinnati, West Side. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm empowered by you coming on and talking about this. We're yeah. having a whole, again, theme of female empowerment. And Woo. that's... We talked about it a little earlier on, you know, how we can, how we're going to, you know, rise up maybe is a little bit of an aggressive mm-hmm. term, but how we achieve that as women like together. Yeah. You know, to do it together. Beautiful. So we're in a safe space yeah. here. Same here. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Feel, feel, feel the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So one day I, I said that I was going to like that my class was for that. And um, you just like randomly teaching a yoga class. You're like. This is the day. Well, it was a Valentine's Day class, actually, and I was promoting Solid it for choice. sexual health. Yeah. Um, and I just got contacted by the Patty Brisbane Foundation. They're like, hey, we hear you teach yoga for sexual health. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were doing this event, and it was funny because the, fe- the event ended up, like, fizzling out last year. Mm. But I was like, I knew that I needed to create this and have mm-hmm. something for these people in Cincinnati because what they were bringing was telling they had funded two research studies proving the positive benefits of yoga on chronic pelvic pain and incontinence um, so I Amazing. got my hands on those research studies mm-hmm. and um, started you know following the teacher Leslie Howard um, who teaches pelvic floor yoga out on the west coast mm-hmm. and um, just started studying her work and taking webinars and um you know, and then integrating it into my teaching. And then I already had like the personal, like actual, like sexual and Mm -hmm. spiritual stuff just from my own journey. So um, I like designed yoga for sexual wellness last summer and then really spent the better part of this year just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) be trying to be okay with it. (laughs) Can I really do this? Yeah. I mean, so much Mm -hmm. like personal inner Mm -hmm. work about coming out to your parents to yes. your dad and mom and your yeah. family and like your brothers and sisters and every now everybody is like little bit of blushing but you know yeah. <laughs> I really want to like yeah. where is that coming from you know like interested in both be hearing it. it's like we all have sex right yeah. like why why can't why is it like an almost like this embarrassment thing about it right I don't like right. and and I guess I I think I told you this during coffee like I've never been one to like be embarrassed about it or, you know, I was freely talking about my sexual experiences with friends like since they started, you know, and I never really had a lot of shame around it. But I know that that's a like common thing. I could say when people Mm -hmm. start to blush, Mm -hmm. people start to like get embarrassed about it. Mm -hmm. Like, Where do you think it comes from? Well, our our culture, culture? does not our, our religion predominant religious mm-hmm. cultures here mm-hmm. are what are influencing these responses yeah. mostly because right. Um, right. they you don't should've... honor it. They yeah. don't honor sex is not honored as something like sacred. It's something that's like you either do to make babies or you like don't do or, or don't talk about it. I feel like they yeah. hold it in too much of this sacred regard. Mm. Where oh, I, okay. You know, yeah, where it's like this. It's for your husband it's between a husband Mm -hmm. and a wife without the play aspect of it. no one else should Mm -hmm. you know you can have one sexual partner that's it you know like that it's just like so rigid yeah they talk and then if you're female yeah (laughs) great we can even talk about that how it's totally a double standard Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. where then it's not like 
hey, guess what? Sex can actually just be for pleasure and play and curiosity. And it doesn't have to be this huge, but, you know, not to take away what you're talking about, like ceremonial, but that oh, it's yeah. not, you know, some like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just that it, like that the you religious hold it, it's a natural yeah. part yeah. of right. our human. It, we mm-hmm. need sex just like we need food and sleep. It mm-hmm. is a, it is a very animalistic part that mm-hmm. we, yeah. and there's no shame around that. No, I or mean, there shouldn't be. But. Yeah. And, um, even in like sacred sexuality, it's not like every time it's this big ceremony and sure, all of that, we you know, not put that expectation on ourselves. Yeah. My God. It's like one more thing to like, yeah, be perfect at of like, <laughs> is my sex ceremonial? I, <laughs> like you just I know. Can't. I know, but do when you do go down that road, it does change things. It's yeah, like I, I'm, a, sh- quite, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> quite sure. different. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So, how did your family handle it? Well, I'm still still handling. No, um, <laughs> it's good. I I haven't had like that direct conversation with my mm-hmm. dad about it. <laughs> Fair enough. But, I mean, he knows. Like, we just don't talk about it really. Yeah. Um, they're supportive. I recently, you know, um, I recently saw some of my extended family and. Um, it's a trigger, you yeah. know, it hits home with, with our family. There's there, it's a trigger, you know, I, I don't think that I was born into this family for, um, and doing this work for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and then when I, but seeing myself in the mirror of that, sometimes like I, it hurts cause I don't feel mm-hmm. accept, like I feel a little bit of rejection cause it's like, mm-hmm. why are you pushing these buttons, Emily, you know? Mm. So, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's kind of intense, but no, no, it's you know, good it's, to sh- I very share. much empathize it's, with that. Yeah. I think a lot of, especially yeah. like you said, with where we are in the country, you mm-hmm. know, that it makes a difference yeah. and it's not as much as we want to kind of change that paradigm. You have to acknowledge it first that it exists mm-hmm. and there's no, there's, I, I think that, you know, it's not like we're trying to take this sexual revolution it's really just like hey how about we just talk about the thing that everyone's doing and that's on everyone's mind and how we can change our relationship or evolve our relationship to like look at sex like in my own experience of like not coming from that I'm just doing a service for someone else Mm -hmm. that this is like a connection between two people and like what you can get out of that Mm -hmm. and how how that is connected to our overall wellness like we said of like true you know maybe heightened pleasure it's like if you can be in a safe space and trust yourself and trust your body and and that is not just clearly going to happen overnight and has a lot of (laughs) a lot of work to be done Mm -hmm. but did you have to go it sounds like you had to go through like your own internal work too to like arrive to where you are oh and continue yes right right right. especially when we're talking about this it's always Mm -hmm always a practice right? yeah. yeah yeah it was um ab- it's always a practice for sure and right before I launched uh, my course in May I had like a tote I'd completely reverted to like old ways in like the act of sex mm-hmm. I like it was like I forgot everything I learned everything I was about to teach I was just oh it was it was hard especially hard because then I'm like you're teaching this, Emily. Like you need to be perfect, and all of these, th- all of these, like stories we tell ourselves. You I know. Ju- I mean, I just had this conversation mm-hmm. with Caitlin of like me reverting back to my old like body image ways. Yeah. Of like, I-, I have a fitness podcast. I should look a certain way. Like, I can't. Yeah. What if I don't have the body that I had last year? Like all exact. The ex- it's the exact same thing that you're talking about. It's just a different avenue. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Caitlin generously pointed it out of like 
times of stress, you know, you launching your course or maybe just uh, times of the unknown, our brains want to revert back to mm-hmm. a place that's comfortable, even though being there is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicely mm-hmm. put. How did yeah. you work through that? Um, you know, I have a amazing partner yeah. and uh, he is a great communicator, far better than me. And, um, through, through his like masculine space, mm-hmm. um, I can like sink into the depths of like the discomfort and, um, in like horrible ways that I see myself, yeah. you know, how yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It's I- so hard to see, but when you have somebody who like loves you no matter what, and they don't, interfere with your ability to just keep going like their react like he doesn't really react to it he just lets me like speak all of these like quote horrible things I think you know and yeah so that was that was a big part of it um you know that like programming my believing in myself you know having to like constantly just Mm -hmm. be like you look in the mirror and say positive things Mm -hmm. you know and I know it's hard but reminding like for me, it's so important that I don't feel like I'm performing because as soon as I start yes. to feel like I'm performing, I'm like, I fuck it up so hard, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But if I can just, you know, I have to connect inwardly and I've learned to really connect with my my essence, which is part of what I teach. But um, the essence that makes me feel the most, Emily, it's where like intuition and truth are and um, just listening to that and I can sink in and feel embodied in that and then I don't have to like try and Mm -hmm. be all cerebral and be up in my head and trying to like this is how I am and push that on you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so this work has like I have no choice like I have to be authentic if I'm not if I'm not really doing it then like don't mm-hmm. even fucking do it because yeah. it's yeah. not yeah like people aren't going to believe you you're not right. safe if you're not authentic yeah you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. amazing i'm gonna take that clip it clip of that what you just said and replay mm-hmm. it over and over again to yeah. myself because we t- I, we talk a lot on this podcast about you know the power of authenticity and how in this day and age it's sometimes hard to come by and because you see what you see on instagram Mm -hmm. or people putting a face forward or especially in the fitness space of like there's a lot of competition right i mean there's a lot of studios popping up it's like what do i have to do to like get the most people to follow me or get the most likes or whatever it is and it's so i think easy to see and what what those people are doing and to hear you coming from this place of like it won't work unless i'm authentic like that is so powerful mm. for, I mean, for other people to hear because really everyone should be saying that. Like mm-hmm. it might work for a little bit. You might get by on a little bit or you might be able to perform, outperform people for a while, but that's not, it's not sustainable. It depends on who your client is. Yeah. You know, I mean. The pe- work you're doing, I guess you're yeah, right. Cause yeah. Because the marketing geniuses, they can p- go right into the void, you know, of somebody and sell them from that place. Sure. But, you know, with what this kind of a work where, you know, you're <clears throat> calling people inward um, or asking them to like feel better inside of their bodies and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a great point. Yeah. I wanted to circle back to you guys talking about subtlety mm-hmm. and it's really something that I don't think I fully understand. So I want to hear you both talk about it a little bit more and how you're saying marketing geniuses. I think it's really easy 
to market an intense feeling like take this cycling class mm-hmm. it's going to be jack your heart right up take mm-hmm. this boot camp class you know it's really easy for people to be like i'm going to push really hard and get this really intense feeling but even me like it's hard for me to understand when you're talking about sexual wellness or you're talking about being in tune with your body of like subtlety like what does that mean because mm. i operate on such an extreme spectrum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well um just to speak to the Kim's opposite of that we <laughs> we are asked to do that in our culture pretty mm-hmm. regularly by being asked to sit still at a desk for eight hours a day starting in our childhood and not really listening to like the call of the body like mm-hmm. no go out and run around you're not allowed to do that mm-hmm. yeah. you know you know, it looks like control yourself mm-hmm. but really yeah. what we and do is reprimanded for it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really what we're doing is we're deprogramming the like the mind body connection mm-hmm. in a certain way i mean in yes. a certain way we are training we're very resilient um yeah. mm-hmm. but it comes back to things like that you know f- like at the very base level it's like starting to listen to um that little voice that says i have to pee before you like really have to pee you know or something mm-hmm. like that yeah, or like that too or my bladder's <laughs> literally going to explode and like, I'm like you should get up from your computer right now yeah <laughs> that's the life of like our world you know mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's one way I would Mm -hmm. say, um, you know, I, I always talk about two of the higher senses, um, in my work. One is proprioception and one is interoception. Mm -hmm. So, um, these are subtle senses. So proprioception is, um, the ability to sense like where your body is at in space. Okay. Um, so like in yoga, when we have you in a warrior A pose Uh and we ask you to like. Warrior A is warrior one. Warrior one, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, we ask you to like draw your left hip back. Yes, you know you have to be able to sense your left hip yep. and then sense it moving backward in space. Yeah, which um, is I think really hard to do. And now after maybe eight nine years of yoga, I finally get what that is. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then interoception would be the ability to sense um, like the needs of the organs, like. Just being able to sense when you're hungry or like mm-hmm. something feels off in my heart or, okay. you know, my throat's yeah. feeling kind of tight or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 So that those are. When you talk about yeah. like subtleties with with sex or like feeling that way, yeah. what do you mean it in that sense? Um. So, well, let's see. I guess what I mean is um, I'll just explain it as like feeling the feelings like right at the surface of the skin okay you know it's kind of like the physical but like one step back yeah you know it's kind of like um because the energy is kind of moving like around the body Mm -hmm. and um i mean obviously you're having like the the like stimulation i mean you know in sex you could be having like clitoral stimulation Mm -hmm. let's just say um but also like I think when I say subtle here, I'm thinking about like one being open to all of the pleasurable feelings, not just like the one thing that's happening. But while that one thing is happening, you're like soaked in the nectar of like pleasure, you know, more Mm -hmm. than just um, that one thing. Like it's opening the whole body up to a sensing and feeling being. And then aside from that, if you let your mind enjoy it so much, then you have the joy running through like your mental body, you know, your monomyakosha, your mental and emotional body. And mm-hmm. that kind of feels like across the surface of the skin. So you can use your mind and say, I'm going to feel more pleasure instead of like 
thinking about doing it right or anything like that. Just yeah. think, feel the pleasure and then feel more pleasure yeah. and just mm-hmm. s- sip it up. Like, yeah. you know, that sounds amazing. Like almost like orbing it out into yeah. like, instead of concentrating it, like bringing it down, like really letting it expand out and yes. seeing how far that can, that can go. That sounds yes. great. And I, like, yeah. how do we do it? <laughs> I would say the breath and your focus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not too much of a focus where you're getting caught up in it. Oh, well, just, <laughs> just focusing on going towards yeah. the pleasure and okay. that's all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because the pleasure will guide you, you know, like you were saying about yeah. having to know how to tell your partner yes. what you like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you just follow the pleasure. Right. Yeah. Your pleasure will guide you. Mm-hmm. It seems so simple and easy. Right. Which I appreciate as well, because I think it again, it brings you back to the body cues and it, it automatically is going to shut off that conversation in your head and start to like change the story. Because again, I just, I think it's, you know, as you know, and from my experience as well as females, it's, it's always goes back to, am I doing it right? And it's, you know, does this look okay? And mm-hmm. it starts to just, again, it takes you out of the moment and how is it, it's not going to be what it could be if you're off, not actually mentally there yeah. and being able to take it out and expand it. Like how do these sheets feel? You know, what does this person's skin feel and start to like really tangibly be able to look at it in a different way. It's I, I, I appreciate that a lot being able to think about that way. And I guess if you're not doing that in other parts of your life, how could you know how to mm. do it during sex? Mm. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just talking mm-hmm. to myself right now. <laughs> right? Well, that's, I know I'm kind mm-hmm. of operating, I am operating on this whole premise that um, sex, uh, our pleasure, ability to receive pleasure in sex is very reflective of, of our ability to mm-hmm. actually receive the pleasures of daily life mm-hmm. or even something like a compliment. It's like somebody Ooh. gives you a compliment. Thank you. Th- oh, you look nice too. You know, yeah. how can we just receive and yeah. just mm-hmm. be with yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know? Instead of feeling like we have to give them something else, mm-hmm. yes. you know, that or say no, no, no. Yeah. No, oh, right. no. Yeah. Oh, this I got this at TJ Maxx <laughs> yeah. for like five dollars. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't play. We play it down. Yeah. You know, wow. that's mm-hmm. really interesting to think of that, too. Oh. That's what that was one of those things like you can't unhear it. Yeah. I'm always yes. just going to be aware. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. Caitlin, what, what is like subtle mean in your world? Yeah. So for mine, it's similar. So it goes kind of back to the interceptive awareness of body attunement. So our bodies give us cues on a on emotional, physical, psychological, biological level. And so being able to start, we, I, as humans and just our culture and where we are right now, we've gotten so good at numbing out or Mm -hmm. saying no to our body cues or I mean I have a calendar that I have to keep I can't yeah how do I listen to my body exactly it's it's not just not prioritized and we're also not taught at a young age to as you said to be able to say like what am I feeling right now and that for that to be appropriate you know we're always say like I mean we're told as children like not to cry or when to do something and when not and none of that cultivates a awareness yeah and so from my work it extends out from from saying like okay these are the thoughts you're having this is what's going on but until you can actually start to pay attention to what your body's telling you it's very hard to make a any trusting decisions because we innately just accept that we're we can't trust ourselves 
you know, it always yeah. comes back to more like we can't trust ourselves. It's fear based. And in actuality, like we can trust ourselves and we are very attuned beings. It just is coming back to that space. Yeah. And that's why as much as, you know, with intuitive eating, it gets like a kind of bad rap as media gets a hold of it. All it is is coming back to these principles of learning body attunement and interceptive awareness of saying like, actually, like you, this, this work cultivates and it's so similar. It all, you know, kind of ties into this coming back to like listening to the body and respecting the body and trying to change this relationship instead of constantly looking to external factors to validate or to, you know, remind us that we're quote unquote safe and we're not learning how to find that space, safe space in ourselves. Yeah. I, it's just listening to you say this, it, I'm thinking when you you say like bring yourself back to that space. Mm -hmm. If I'm thinking of me personally, I don't know if I've ever been in that space Mm -hmm. because from a very young age, I've been rewarded by following the rules Mm -hmm. and like being positive above all else. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can, in my most recent examples, this come up so much with my brother's death last year. And when I'm around my grandma who raised me, of like, if I start to cry about him, and she'll be like, think positive. Like, but I'm like, it's fucking sad. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I can be sad. But my whole life has been like, no. Yeah. Don't like push away a bad emotion. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought in my mind that I kind of have had overcome that. And like, and I'm like, no, I feel emotions or like I experience this. They're wrong. But really, I think all I've been doing is just like analyzing an emotion. Mm hmm. Or thinking mm-hmm. about and yeah. rationalizing. That is so wise. Mm-hmm. And I and I am, I mean, just recently, my brother's death has brought this up, or of like, that I'm not like, I'm not feeling it. You know, I'm doing whatever I have to do to not feel it. I'm thinking about it. I'm talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about feeling it. But, <laughs> but where like, does it show up? I'm not either. actually feeling it. Yeah. But I don't think that I have ever been in a place where I have been able to listen to my body or listen to you know come from this intuitive place that like out of the gate it's mm-hmm. been like this like emergency situation like stress 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 mm-hmm. trauma 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 yeah. trauma like mm-hmm. you can't i don't know how to i don't know how to do it i don't know how to trust myself mm-hmm. and that's a cope it, that that's that's how you learn to cope right you know in so many ways it's just that that not listening aspect of there's there isn't a safe space to be able to cultivate that practice so but it's like now as an adult, I create my own safe space. Like I have control, blah, 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 all the things that we can say to ourselves. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's still. But as Emily said before, that's why, you know, when you kind of start can start to do this work and start yeah. to create that safe space and to start to cultivate the, you know, who am I? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it almost forces you to reevaluate everything else around you because it's not that you're any different, but at the same time, it's everything's completely different yeah, because your lens has changed yeah, your lens yeah. and it change. continues to change. And as you yeah. said, you know, it's, it's, it's having a really, like, I think we always have the goal of happy, you know, that's always like, you always have to be happy and yeah. it's, that's just not realistic. And so how can you start to have a relationship with our, like hundreds of emotions that we have on a right. daily basis? Right. And start to be able to say like, oh, that's interesting. I'm feeling this tightness. Oh, I know what that means. 
and start to like realizing, you know, so when you're in different situations, you start to see where that discomfort is starting to come for and you, you understand yourself at a different level versus being almost like reactionary to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's never too late to start. Now now you know. But that's very wise, analyzing Mm -hmm. the emotions versus just letting yourself feel them. And that's a a new discovery that's come up recently, honestly. Yeah, let it roll through like the storm. Just sit back and know it's temporary. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they get stored in the organs, you know? Yeah. And they get stored in the emotions. My hips. My hips are so tight. That's what it is. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So, Emily, I, you know, First, again, thank you for coming mm-hmm. on and sharing. No, it's not always an easy thing to talk about, especially in where we are. But I hope you felt like it was a good, safe space for you to get it out. Yeah. But we've come to our, our final question of being fit. What does being fit mean to you? And I think that, you know, we've talked specifically about sexual wellness, but I really think like what it truly is all coming back to is like, the internal conversations that you have or the awareness that you have. So Mm -hmm. after all that, what does being fit mean to you? Mm. Well, um, the word fit, I realize I have kind of a trigger with. Oh, yeah. Um, Great. Perfect. I instantly think of (laughs) like a 1990s like infomercial Uh of these people doing step aerobics or something like that. Great. Bright Um, colors. The podcast is triggering. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because that I've never considered myself one of those um, like going after the fitness kind of people. Yeah. Um, So being fit to me is a much more um, holistic approach of looking at um, the various pieces of my life and saying have I chosen this and if I haven't chosen it like how can I you know modify it to like you know make things work in alignment with my boundaries Um, Mm -hmm. and finding balance in all levels you know it's finding balance on what I do physically both to strengthen stretch and relax my body my mind and emotions you know and yeah. that's in like career and parenting and um, love and self-care and yeah. all of those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Where can people follow you? When's your next workshop? Where can they, what can they expect from a workshop? All that stuff. Give us a full, a full rundown there. Oh, thanks. Um, so my next program is Yoga for Sexual Wellness, five-week program mm-hmm. um, in person. It starts in October on Thursday, October mm-hmm. 17th. Um, you can find details at http colon forward slash whatever (laughs) you have to type it in you can't google it yoga for sexual wellness.com um and um you can follow me at emily ray yoga and that's Mm r-a-e um on both instagram and facebook um but meanwhile i'm really busy just building this online program i've got my plan to launch yoga for sexual wellness online like this winter hopefully by the end of the year um yeah and so I've got three courses through that program and people are going to take a quiz and it's going to help them figure out where to enter Mm because the one thing that I find with this work is that we're all at different places with our body awareness Mm -hmm. and with what we want yeah so um yeah I'm super super excited about this online platform because people are really personal with this and you can kind of go at your own pace and it's going to be so awesome yeah. and so you're you also teach at the oh, lb yeah and where else is um at it's yoga it's in yoga. cincinnati yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so regular yoga classes there at the lb and at it's yoga amazing caitlin yeah. where can people follow you 
a life nourished. And yes, love it, love it. Um, it. Reminder to listeners: follow the podcast at What the Fit Podcast. Follow me at Chrissy Grody. Slide in my DMs. At this point, I mean, you could probably just be recommending therapists. This, this podcast has just been <laughs> one long therapy session for me, so appreciate you listening. Um, if you're loving What the Fit and my personal therapy <laughs> sessions become a sponsor or not a sponsor a patreon you can become a sponsor too though that's great um, <laughs> as well uh patreon page in the link in the bio uh, leave a review on itunes subscribe all that good stuff and again thank you thank you thank you for listening